to Affirming Truths. I'm your friend and host, Carla Arges. This show is a safe place to share our struggles, grow in faith, and root our identity in Christ. My hope is that you will leave each episode feeling encouraged in your journey. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey friends, it is Carla here. How are you? Now, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I recently got a new car. One of our vehicles died over COVID. We were in no rush to replace it during the lockdowns and quarantines and all of that. But as the world has begun opening up, we realized we really needed a second vehicle again. So, you know, we did our due diligence and I started researching different vehicles, different features, models, price points, all of that until we narrowed down what we were going to get. And it's amazing. I'm not a car person. I don't pay attention to cars on the the road. But as soon as we decided on the car we were going to get, I literally started to see them everywhere. Has this happened to you? Or when we decided to try to get pregnant, all of a sudden, pregnant women were showing up everywhere I went, the mall, the grocery store, like they were just seemingly coming out of nowhere. And it made me realize that what we focus on really shapes our vision. It really transforms our perception and it really creates a filter for our brain on what information to take in and what to ignore. See, when I was so focused on the type of car I got, my brain started to narrow in and see that car everywhere and drown out everything else. When I was deciding to get pregnant, it wasn't all of a sudden a big baby boom. I'd always been surrounded by pregnant women, but it wasn't a focus of mine. So my brain filtered out that information. But once it became a focus, my vision started to change. How I was seeing the world started to change. Now, that's not the only time that's happened in my life. I recognized a time during my marriage when this phenomenon was rooting and not in a good way. Terry and I have been married for 16 years, and I can tell you it has not been without its challenges. There's been hurt. There's been broken trust. There's been a lot of pain. And in the process of trying to work through this pain and and hurt in not the best ways, resentment started to build up inside of me. I was resentful. And the more resentful I got, the more I noticed things that annoyed me. How he washed the dishes, how he spoke to Caleb, little things, subtle things started to really show up. And I started to get a little bit fixated on all the things that annoyed me and all the things that frustrated me. 
And before I knew it, all I could see was all the ways he was failing me. All I could see was all the ways that he was disappointing me or annoying me. I had started to focus on his flaws and my brain started filtering out all the goodness. And as I focused on the flaws, my heart got more hardened. It fed my resentment even more. It made me question my marriage. It made me question a lot of things. And I struggled with honestly wanting to leave. And I realized in my heart that God was not releasing me from my marriage. I knew I can't go on the way I was going. And I read something in a book that talked about how what we focus on grows. And it really got me thinking, what if I went out of my way to intentionally change my focus when it comes to my husband? What if I went out of my way to be a detective in all the things that he does that I have to be grateful for? It seemed like it was going to be a project that would take a lot of work because my vision was so impaired by all the focus I had had on the negative. But I decided to give it a try. And I started writing out every day things that I was grateful for about Terry and sharing them with him. Now, this did not come easy at first. I really had to look to find the things that I was grateful for. Not that they weren't there, but I had become so blinded to them because I was always focused on the negative. Just like I was blinded to all the pregnant women until I was focused on getting pregnant myself. What we focus on changes our vision. Our brain literally filters information based on where our focus is. This is important to recognize. You know, my thoughts towards my husband were turning sour. And guys, this isn't to say that just thinking good thoughts is going to change your marriage. I want to say straight up that Terry and I have together and separately done counseling and therapy for our relationship. I am not coming at you as an expert in marriage. I'm coming at you as someone who struggles daily to fight for her marriage and fight for the gift God wants to give me through my marriage, both to myself, to my husband and my son. And I was not doing my part in how I was allowing my focus to be so full of hurt and anger and resentment. I wasn't doing my part. You know, in Philippians 4, 8, we read that we should be thinking on whatever is true. I was denying a lot of truths and focusing on the negative. Whatever is noble, my thought life about my husband was not noble. 
whatever is right, I was not in the right. Whatever is pure, I could tell you, I struggled with that. Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. God knows that what we focus on will shape our vision. God knows that what we focus on will ultimately drive our behavior because what we think about ends up turning into action. My behavior towards my husband was being driven by the constant negativity I would think about him. It changed how I spoke to him. It changed the dynamic in our relationship. What we think, our vision, ultimately leads to our behavior. And I realized that I was not behaving in the way that God called me to. And yes, we can talk about Terry's behavior, but I'm not in control of Terry's behavior. I am only in control of my behavior and how I was behaving based on my thought life and my focus was not excellent and praiseworthy. I had to shift my focus. I had to start looking and being a detective for the ways my husband blessed my life, for the ways that God blessed me and loved me through my husband. And so I started to make a list daily. And can I tell you what started as a really hard exercise became easier and easier over time? Can I tell you when I started to switch my focus to where there was blessing in our relationship, more blessings seemed to appear. My brain started to recognize it. Can I tell you that as I started seeing more blessing in our relationship, how I spoke changed, how I behaved changed, my attitude changed, my demeanor changed. It was incredible. And guys, this aspect is true in any area of your life. You can't control the outside world. You can't control your spouse. But what you can do is decide to intentionally show up the way God is asking you to show up. He's asking us to rejoice always, to pray continually, and to give thanks in all circumstances. Your marriage may be tough. I don't know the circumstance in your marriage, but whatever it is, God is still saying, rejoice, pray, and give thanks. I was not rejoicing. I was not even praying. And when I prayed, I was praying for a change to happen in Terry, when really I needed a change to happen in my own heart. And I certainly was not giving thanks for the blessing that my husband is. Now, we still have work to do. Marriage is work. If someone tells you otherwise, they're selling you a fairy tale. Marriage is work. It's two imperfect personalities with their own baggage coming together and trying to make a life that glorifies God. Both prone to sin, both prone to ego, both prone to pride and trying to make it work. 
that's hard stuff. It's not an easy walk. But can I tell you, when you take control of your thought life in respect to your marriage, it can make all the difference. It doesn't make the problems go away, but man, does it make you show up differently. You know, I want to be a wife that honors her husband, not because he's perfect, but because God has called me to see him in a special light. And so I want to be a detective and search for all that goodness, search for all that blessing. It's not easy, but it is transformative, friends. It is transformative, friends. I want to encourage you, if you find yourself, not just in marriage, but in life, if you find yourself constantly focused on the negative, constantly upset or angry or resentful about something, your work, your marriage, other relationships, if you feel like you're constantly thinking, why do bad things keep happening to me? I want to encourage you to really look inward and be honest with yourself. Where is your focus? How are you shaping your vision by what you're allowing your thought life to look like? And I'm not talking about toxic positivity. Listen, God gave us a range of emotions that even Jesus experienced. It is perfectly natural to grieve and feel sad, to get angry sometimes, to be happy, to be joyful. Regular human emotions go through the ups and downs. What I'm asking you to be honest with is do you suffer from victimhood more so than victorhood? Do you suffer from a narrow focus on the negative? Do you suffer from negative self-talk constantly? Do you suffer from feeling like the whole world is always against you? Because if you do, friend, you have a lot more control to change your life through your thoughts than what you realize. That's why God talks so much about how we think in the Bible. He was concerned with our thought life because it has the power to shape our vision, to shape our perspective, to shape our behavior. If you are not already practicing being a detective of blessings and and goodness in your life. I want to encourage you to do that. And intentionally, I had to get intentional with Terry. I couldn't wait until I noticed a blessing. I couldn't wait until I noticed something good because my vision was so skewed, I would not have noticed it naturally. I had to get intentional and sit down every evening and say, what am I grateful for about Terry today? And I could not leave until I wrote something down. I had to get intentional. I had to write it down. And, you know, the blessing after the fact is I have this notebook full of wonderful things about my husband. 
I see him in such a different life, light. Is it because he changed or because I changed my thoughts? There's been so much healing in our relationship from my perspective in going through this exercise. And I just know there's so much power in it to heal you as well as you go through life and stop being the victim. Stop holding on to resentment. Stop thinking that the world is against you and start seeing how God is showing up. Because here's the thing, when we're so focused on all the negative, our brain is filtering out God. Can I tell you that God's fingerprints are on your life every day? And you know the joy and the confidence and the peace that comes with seeing his hand at work in your life daily? If you're not seeing him there, it's not because he's not showing up. It's because you've trained your, you've trained your vision not to see them. It's time to redo the training. It's time to redo the training and start thinking on the true, noble, right, pure, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy things. And watch how God shows up. Not because he wasn't showing up but because you're going to see it. And in that, be transformed. In that, be a beacon that points to Christ. In that, heal relationships. Practicing gratitude is an incredible gift that God gives us. And it's a command. Rejoice Always pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Why? Because this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. I don't know about you, but I want to be in God's will. Being in God's will is it such an important place to be. That's where blessing is, comfort, peace, protection, you name it. And what is part of living in God's will? giving thanks in all circumstances, changing what you focus on to change your vision. And that leads us to today's affirming truth that I can redirect my thoughts. And I look to second Corinthians 10, five for confidence of that. It says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that set itself up against the knowledge of God What's the knowledge of God, folks? Go back to Philippians 4, 8. True, noble, right, pure, all of those things. We demolish arguments and every pretension, that's every thought, friend, that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And what do we do? We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. My thoughts regarding my husband were not in obedience to Christ. I had to start taking those thoughts captive and practicing giving thanks for him in all circumstances. And it has been life-changing, friend. Life-changing. Let's change our vision together. I'll see you next time. 
thanks for joining me today. I hope we're already friends on social media, but if we're not, come find me on Instagram at Carla Arges or at Affirming Truth. Can't wait to see you back here next week. Bye, friends.